Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am Chad Mitchell, and I've got David Finch. How you guys doing? Um, we're uh, doing our podcast again, uh, miles apart. Um, and uh, it's a beautiful day. Uh, we're right in the heat of the summer. I know you're probably dealing with heat, David. Yes, and humidity. And humidity. I ain't got the <laughs> humidity. Um, I ain't got the humidity to deal with. Um, but but anyways, it's really hot here. It's going to be about 90-something degrees um, before it's all over with today. And so we're certainly um, trying to stay in a cool place. I'm in a cool place, so I'm happy. And we're going to have a good study with you tonight. We're going to be studying about um, the keys to uh, Bible comprehension and meditating on on these things. And so um, if you have any questions, send us an email at um, truth. Um, uh, in agape love at gmail.com uh, the link to the email address is in the description of the podcast so you can always click on that and if you have any comments or questions you can do that so with that said uh, we could go ahead and jump right in brother yeah so a good place to start what we're trying to do is trying to establish how to comprehend the bible and how to understand it and so our main point behind this as it says in Psalm 119, verse 11, it says, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure that we understand his word so that we don't sin against him. Yeah. And so this is what this is going to be the driving force behind what we're talking about this evening. And when you look at Psalm 1, if you go all the way back to Psalm 1, Okay. And if you don't know, the psalm is very beautiful. A lot of the psalm is either songs or prayers or meditation. And actually, Chad, do you want to read all of Psalm 1? It's six verses. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, Psalms 1, starting in verse 1, says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in, the, in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of righteous, but the way of ungodly shall perish. All righty. So, especially in verse 6, the Lord knows the way of the righteous. He looks and knows who the righteous are. Mm -hmm. But then notice the back end of that, there's no in between. He says, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. But notice in going back to verse two, which was the main point behind this passage, but his delight, the one who is blessed, his delight is in the law of the Lord. 
And in his law, or in God's law, he meditates day and night. So it's it's about meditating in the word of God. Where's that one? Where is that verse two? Yes. Yeah, okay. And so his delight is in the law of the Lord. The one who is blessed delights in the law of the Lord. But the, the point behind it is meditating. Yeah. This is how you're going to comprehend the Bible, not just reading it, but actually meditating upon it, pondering on it, letting, letting the word of God soak in. Yeah. And, and I think too, um, and we kind of talked about this, you know, when you soak it in and you put it in your mind and your heart, it, it's something that can never be taken away from you. That's you right. Know, if you ended up in a situation where everything was stripped of you, okay, say prison or whatever, or, or captivity, you know, you never know, uh, the, your faith and your, um, you can still talk to God. You can still pray. Um, no one can take that away from you and you can still right. recite verses and things like that. Um, it's with you forever. You know, we, At least we can still pray. And we talked about this um, last Sunday. At least you can say a prayer anywhere. You, you don't have That's to right. say it out loud. You don't have to say it, uh, you know, to somebody. Um, you can say it when you're in a tough situation, just in your mind. And and no one even knows you're doing it. And you can have yeah. that communication with God, you know, by doing that. And it's kind of similar. It makes so it makes me think when we talk about meditation. Yeah. And always keeping his word in the forefront of your mind. Uh -huh. You know, for, for all the hunters out there, keeping the word of God in the crosshairs. So yeah. No matter what you're doing, you know, you're focusing on his word mm -hmm. and, and letting his word soak into your heart. Letting it soak into your mind and letting it, letting it digest. That's the point behind it. And that's how you're going to learn his law yeah absolutely yeah and joshua and, and, go ahead oh, go no you go ahead oh yeah joshua and eight yeah joshua also talks about this yeah you want me to read it or yeah go ahead Okay, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way um, prosperous, and then you will have good success. All righty. So the only way that we will have good success is that we meditate upon it. Mm -hmm. Meditate on it. And again... Notice in the context, it says meditate in it day and night. Yeah. Again, always thinking and pondering about the word of God. And it, you do that so that you may observe to do all that is written in it. Yeah. That's our goal is, is to do everything that the Lord is asking us to do. And yes, we, we fall short, but it's better to know that we're falling short so we can repent of it and turn back to the Lord rather than not knowing 
you know, um, remaining ignorant to it. And that's something that we're trying to not do is to remain ignorant to his word. Yeah. And so that's well, why. And, Go ahead, Chad. Well, and I think too, you know, where it says uh, meditate in it day and night, it, you're going to be um, doing that through your actions as well. Yes. You know, so people are going to see it in you, you know, through your actions. And, you know, that's part of meditating, you know, through your actions, they'll see it in you. Yeah. But then not it's about making it a part of your life. And that's what you're. Yeah, you're that, that's what I mean. That's what I'm trying to say is, you know, you're going to have a change of, of life. You're, you're going to, you know, that's that's how you will be doing it day and night is because you change the, everything that you do. Yeah. To fit as a the Christian, word of God. To fit the word of God. Yeah. Absolutely. And then even when you look at First uh, Timothy 4.15, you know, he says, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. That's exactly what you were talking about you know, meditating on it. And, and so that, and then give yourself entirely to them entirely yeah. to the word of God so that you, that your progress may be evident. You know, what's beautiful when you have um, someone who just gets baptized. Yeah. And then like a year later, you see them growing in the Lord. That's them oh, sure, meditating sure. in the word, and that it's very evident that you see their progress, and it's evident to all that they have changed their life to fit the word of God. And that's a beautiful thing to see. And that's when you that's when you know that they're meditating in the word. Yeah. And it, you know, if we're gonna be what God wants us to be. We cannot ignore his word. We must spend time in meditating upon his word and studying it to show yourself approved unto the Lord. Well, and I think, too, another good example is, um, you know, how many times have we, you know, we, we might say, oh, I don't want to study the story of Noah again or or whatever, you know, any other story. And you start studying it and you learn something that you hadn't really thought about. Um that, that, that you didn't catch the last time, you know, that you studied it. And so every time we dig into God's word, uh, whether whatever story it is or whatever uh, book or chapter we're looking at, we're, we can always learn something that you're never going to run out of things to learn, you know? Yeah. And every time you learn something new, it makes you stronger and more you have better comprehension of what's going on. That's than, right. Than what you had before. And that's and, that's really the the beauty about the word of God. Because what he mm -hmm. what he does, you you begin to unravel his wisdom. Yeah. And that's really a part of his word where you read it and you study it. Perhaps you're not ready to understand what is actually there, 
But then the second time or the third time or the fourth time you read it, that's when it hits you, you know, like you talk about hits you right between the eyes. You're like, how did I not see that before? (laughs) And that's it. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, you know, that's exactly it. We have to spend time doing it. Um, I've, I've known people um, that I've worked with or whatever that are like really big into a certain sport or something. And they could tell me every player on their team, their favorite team, they can tell me their stats, their batting average, whatever it is, you know, like clear down. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, how do you remember all that stuff? You know? Yeah. Well, they've put a lot of time into it, right? And they meditate. A lot of times, a lot of times it's someone that has like a fantasy team or whatever. And so they they really pay attention to the players and like how good they're doing and all their stats and you know, all that kind of thing. And um and they've put hours and hours and hours into it. Yeah. You know? Well, we 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 need to be the same way with the Bible, you know? <laughs> That's right. Like we need to be able to like recall, you know, certain things and like, you know, and, and it's a downfall of mine. I, I know the story. Sometimes I can't tell you where it's at or where the verse is, or I can remember and you help me out, you know, because I'll be like, oh yeah. You remember when, you know, uh, Jesus healed the, 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 the 10 leopards and you're like, oh yeah, that's in Matthew chapter, you know, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and so I have a hard time recalling where it's at but I can remember the story and, you know, that's yeah. something I need to work on. And, and, but I think we also have our strengths and weaknesses too. That's why we're better together, you know? That's right. Um, but, but we ought to be able to recall the things in God's word because we've meditated on it the same way we would our favorite sports team or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not only we should be better at the Bible, than anything else. Oh, that's, sure. how you, that's how you prove that you're a servant of the Lord. You know, how yeah. can you say that you're a servant of the Lord if you don't even know the Lord? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. If you don't even know his word, you know, yeah, I, and- uh, I've actually talked to people and I'm like, can you please the Lord if you don't know how to please him? Yeah. That's a question I oftentimes ask. And they're like, it makes you stop and think, you know, Mm-hmm. No, you can't. How can, especially when you, when you're dealing with your kids, there's yeah. no way that they'll be able to please you if they have no idea how to please you. Like if they don't yeah. know what you expect of them, trust me, they're not going to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause even after they know, sometimes mm-hmm. they don't get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And, and that's just it. We have to know God's word. Um, you know, there's no other way that we could be pleasing to God without going through his word first. Yeah. Uh, that's the instruction manual. That's the blueprint. There's no other way to get around it. Uh, pleasing him without knowing the the instruction manual, you know, that's right. There, there's no way it doesn't come to us naturally like it does an animal. Like a dog, you can throw a, a puppy in the water and he swims to the other side. Okay. And I ha- now, who taught that puppy how to swim? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. a natural instinct. It's a natural instinct that he's born with. Okay. We're not born with the natural I- instinct to know how to please God. That's right. 
We have to go through his word. We have to be taught. We have to read it. We have to comprehend it. Meditate, right? Um, yeah. Well, and, and our natural instinct is to take care of self. Oh, and, sure. And to Absolutely. worry about self. And so. Oh, yeah. The transition is going from pleasing self to pleasing the Lord. Yeah. And that is our walk with the Lord. That is our. We spend a lifetime seeking to do everything we can to please the Lord. Yeah. And so absolutely. And, and the more you do it, the more you actually realize how beautiful his way is. And oh, how yeah. Perfect it is. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, I think at, as humans, we are born with an, a natural instinct to please, you know, to, to yeah. want to know what we're supposed to be doing, you know, um, and all we have to do is read it and and be taught and 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 uh, and, and God's provided a way for that to be we've had we have the his written word that's been preserved over thousand years you know and yeah. thousands of years and it's been preserved for us to understand how we can live our lives and be pleasing um right. and, and 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 knowing the things that we have to be working towards Cause it's a work, you know, it's not yeah. anything else. It's a work, uh, that, that we do. We have to do something to receive the blessings. That's you know? right. And the reason, the reason why we can put so much emphasis on the word of God is because his word endures forever. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in, um, Psalm 119 verse 89 it says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. You know, his okay. word endures forever. It is everlasting. And that is why we trust it. That is why we emphasize on it. And that's why mm -hmm. we meditate on it. Yeah. And that's why we're, you need to be willing to, to meditate in it and change your life to fit it. You know, when you yeah. think about his his son and everything that his son has done, how important was it that he came down to be the perfect example to walk among us? You know, mm -hmm. when you, throughout the Old Testament, you had, you know, the high priest that would sacrifice once a year behind the veil, but he couldn't go behind the veil, the holiest of holy places, without blood. But, you know, the the thing behind those high priests is that they were imperfect. They first had to sacrifice, make a sacrifice for their own sins before making a sacrifice for the people's sins. Well, with Christ, you know, a, a thing behind that is as the people went to the high priest, the high priest could... The best they could tell you is, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And that was their example. Now, any any parent, yeah. <laughs> any parent knows that that is not a way to parent your, ch your children. No. You know, if, if you're going out and you're, you're drinking and you're cursing and you're doing all this stuff, and then you turn around and tell your kids not to, they're going to do it. They're going to pick it up. But if you can oh, show sure. them that you can go through it and not sin, you know, if you're the example for them, 
they will follow in your footsteps. Yeah. And that's exactly why Christ came down to earth. So we could follow in his footsteps, the, the perfect footsteps. So we know exactly how to get to heaven. Yeah. Because Christ was the only one that came from heaven to come down here to tell us how to get to heaven. So <laughs> why would we yeah. not follow his word? Man, yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, sometimes people get to thinking, well, how do we know the word is is true? You know, like, how do we know it hasn't been corrupted? And, you know, all those things. Uh, there's a lot of questions sometimes that arise. Yeah. Uh, when they when you start presenting the word to somebody. And yeah, I mean, how many times do we see something that's, you know, thousands of years old? How can we trust it? You know? Yeah. And, um, well, a good anyways. verse to go to is what? first Peter. Okay. Let's turn over there together. Okay. First Peter chapter one or, um, yeah. Chapter one, 24 and 25. Yeah. And this is actually Peter here is quoting Isaiah 40 verses seven and eight. But here in, in first Peter, if I can get there. <laughs> yeah. First Peter one, 24 and 25 says, because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass, the grass withers and its flowers falls away. So here he's illustrating our life. You know, as you continue on, people change. Everything changes in this life. But in verse 25, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Yeah. So the word of the Lord doesn't change. Mm -hmm. His truth endures forever, as it talks about in uh, Psalm 117, verse 2. You know, his truth endures forever. Yeah. And so this is why we we put so much emphasis in it. This is why you can trust it. And you know what? Don't just take mine and Chad's word for it. Go oh, and study yeah. it. That's and the beauty of it. That's right. And it will prove itself true. Now, here's only the truth doesn't change. So, you know, when you look at, for example, somebody in, in the 1800s or, or back in Billy the Kid's days, right? Okay. Everyone knows yeah. Billy the Kid. Sure. All the people he shot, all those events that, that happened, those events don't change. Yeah. And so that's how you know it's the truth. You know, when, when a homicide detective is sitting there interrogating a suspect, they can tell when they're lying because their, their story changes. And, and so when the story changes, you know there's a lie in there. Yeah. Well, go home, go home and study the Bible and know that it, the Bible never contradicts itself. And that's how you know it's truth, because it doesn't contradict. If it contradicts itself, then you know that it's not true. There's a lie in there yeah. somewhere. There's and but there's it doesn't so contradict. many. There's so many ways that it does con um, go back and forth. 
you know, I'm thinking of one um, verse because the Bible, it, you know, I talk about how it's a standard, it's a blueprint, it, you know, it tells us exactly what we're going to um, have to do, but it also um, is, are the words that we will be judged by. Okay? That's right. And in John 12, 48, we could read that because yeah. that kind of goes along with this. Absolutely. So John, John chapter 12, verse 48 says, he who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The words that I've spoken will judge him in the last days. So, you know, he spoke these words for us and we will be judged by them. That's right. That's a very John, good passage to bring out. Yeah. And John here, he's talking, he says, for I have not spoken on my own authority. You know, we, you just mentioned that, that don't take our word for it. Um, and he continues on. This is verse 49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the father has told me, so I speak. And, you know, he's talking about how God told him what to say, what to write, you know. Uh, these words come from God, not him. Yeah. Yeah, very good point. And and that's exactly how we we need to approach one another. You know, uh -huh. that's why me and Chad always say, don't take our word for it. Yeah. Go to the Bible and it'll tell you. You know, when you when you sit down and study with someone and they they have a belief that is contrary to the Bible, that's when you just take them to the Bible and this is what God says on it. Yeah. And the word of God is the end all to all disputes. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. not my word. It's the word of God. Yeah. And so that's the beautiful aspect about the Bible. And that's why you study it. That's why you meditate upon it. So you understand it. Because yeah. without meditation, you don't, you don't ingest what is going on. So you have to look at who's talking. Who they're talking to and, and look at the context. Yeah. I think I think too it's it's interesting how so there's no contradiction, is what you're saying. Now yeah. think about this, okay? Um, say we get four or five people together and have them write um about a certain event or and and write something which um, they would all agree exactly the same, you know, and not contradict each other. Do you think you yeah. could find four or five men that could do that today? No. That could sit down and write about something and not disagree? No. All you have there to do is... is watch is watch the news and, and listen to them talk about politics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? No, nothing. Yep. Nobody agrees. Everyone's no. got an opinion. They, they don't come together on anything, right? Yeah. And uh, and yet the Bible has, I don't know how many men writing. There's about 40 men who wrote it. Okay. And, and across different times, different, you know, oh, different eras, different places. Total different generations. That's right. And they all agree. Yeah. With each other. That's impossible. Yep. You take one man to write a book 
and he contradicts himself all over the place. Yeah. And that's just, you know, we contradict ourselves, but God doesn't. He doesn't contradict himself. And that's why you can put trust in it and faith in it. And when yeah. you when you're looking throughout the Old Testament, all these prophecies written hundreds and thousands of years before, and then they come true through Christ. Only God can make that happen. Yeah. And I can't even tell you what's going to happen a week from now, let alone 700 or a thousand years later. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's absurd. <laughs> Nobody oh, yeah. can do that. Yeah. And, and I mean, you can't even get, you couldn't get uh, four to five men, much less 40 men to agree, agree on the same thing, you know, that's right. There's, there's, there's no way it just wouldn't happen. And so. But this just... is why, this is why we meditate in it, you know, and mm -hmm. this is why we can put our trust into the word of God. And then when you, when you meditate on it, you must put it into practice. And that, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier too, Chad is, is, absorbing it and then going out and living it you know changing your life to fit it you must yeah. put it into practice you yeah. know when you look at james james is a really good book to look at james chapter 2 we'll just read verses 14 and following okay so it says what does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? So I want to stop there for a second. He's using this illustration. Say I was, I was wounded and I, I'm naked and I'm hungry. And Chad, I, I stumble upon your house. Yeah. And you just tell me, no, I'm not going to help you. Go in peace. Be warmed and be filled. That does <laughs> nothing for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so this is the same illustration. Faith without works is dead. Without the works, faith is nothing. And yeah. so then when you continue in verse 17 of James 2, says, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Again, it's not my words. It's, the, it's God's words. It says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Yeah. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? So again, within a couple of verses, he says faith without works is dead. But notice how people, oftentimes people call themselves Christians because they believe in Christ. I believe in Jesus, so now I can go do what I want to do. Yeah, but notice right. what he says in verse 19. Even the demons believe and tremble. Do demons have hope of eternal life? No. <laughs> they're, no. They're banished. They, And yet they believe and tremble. 
belief without works is is useless. It's vain. Well, you know, I'm reminded of um, something, you know, um, where, you know, the works, works means everything. You can, you can tell someone to do something, but if they don't actually go and do it, you know, it's dead. There's no, you know, there was no obedience there. It's kind of like asking an employee to go do something and they say, oh yeah, we'll get her done. And then you show up later and nothing's done. They didn't obviously believe that that yeah. needed done, you know? Yeah. Um, and what's funny, it'll be that guy to tell you that he's a hard worker. Oh, sure. Right? Oh yeah. Of- we worked really hard today and, but they didn't do anything that you said to do. I mean, you're not going to be happy. And, and it's the same way with God. God's told us to do these things. And we say, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we we believe we're we're Christians, we're followers of God. And then we go and 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 just totally do the opposite of what you're supposed to do. Um, what does God think? He He's just as upset as that boss or foreman or whoever um, that that told the crew to do something and it didn't happen. He you know, you look at like, I think another great example is um you know, the Israelites, when Moses went up on Mount Sinai, yeah, you know, look how quickly they turned away from God. Within Here, 40 days. Yeah, he had just, like, made all these signs and wonders to get them out of captivity, okay? And it was, like, all of a sudden, nothing. And they they, they made a golden calf, and they're worshiping this idol and in 40 days. And, and God was ready to do what with them? destroy, destroy them. them like he's like i'll make a a new uh lineage from you moses or That's sorry right. yeah moses and moses talked him out of it but but just look how quick they turned and and god was angry very angry with them and and you know just imagine the disappointment that god has with all the folks today not doing what he wants them to do. That's right. Can you imagine what he thinks about it? And and how long suffering he is to to allow more time to go on so that people will turn to him, you know? Yeah. Well, and you know, the scary thing is, as you were talking about, how do you think God feels about it? Yeah. You know, ask yourself the question, do you care? And I right. think that's where a lot of people fail is they don't care what God thinks about it. That's yeah. why they're doing what they're doing, you know? Well, and I'm sure you've worked with people before. I, I certainly have. And they'll make the statement, oh, it's okay. I'm going to hell anyways, you know, they'll say. And I'm sitting there thinking, really? You're you're content to think that? You know, and they laugh. They think it's funny, you know? And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you don't even know what you're saying. Yeah. And that's when you just tell them, well, let's study hell then. Yeah. Let's, let's study, study about going. Let's see if you really want to go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or do you want to change so you can not go there? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, because I have heard that, and a lot of people will say that because they 
Well, for whatever reason, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I don't know why you would say it. <laughs> but, That's not I where mean, I want to go. It's because they're not thinking about it. Like they don't give any thought to what they're actually saying. Well, there's no fear of it. You That's know, right. There's no fear of it. It's just a place that people talk about, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's motivation for us is having that fear of not wanting to go there, you know? Yeah. And well, of fear course, is a, fear is a good thing. Yeah. It's a good fear. And, and it motivates us to want to do what, what God wants us to do. That's right. And, and, uh, and, you know, it's a real place. Let me tell you. Oh, buddy. I mean, it's not anything you want to mess with. No. Well, and then that goes back to what Christ says, you know, as, as he was saying in John 12, 48, like you were saying, mm -hmm. the word is going to judge you. And so Christ, again, illustrating this in Matthew 4, 4, and this is when Satan is tempting him. And he says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is what we are to do. We are to live off of every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And then when you turn over to 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, the word is the inspired word of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for a proof for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly quit for every good work. That is the design of the scripture to complete you and make you perfect in the Lord. Now understand, it's talking about being complete. You know, as 1 Peter 1.16 tells us, we need to be holy as he is holy. This is what we're striving to do. Yeah. And then when you look at Second Peter. Okay. 1, 16 through 21. The trustworthy prophetic word. It says, for we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power of and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And we heard this voice, which came from heaven when we were with, with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy mm -hmm. never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's so a yeah, when you look at the at the epistles, they were not just speaking from their own accord, but they were speaking the prophetic words of God. So mm -hmm. the Bible, all the Bible, is the word of God. 
And then going back to 2 Timothy 3, 16, it says, the inspired word, which means God breathed, it's, it's the breath of God. And so it's not, it's not of their own think so. And then of course yeah. that goes, that goes back to, that's proven as well when it doesn't contradict any other part of the Bible. It proves that it's the, the word of God rather than their own think so on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and that that's that's just like that's the biggest thing and it's it's so important to understand all these um aspects of God's word because it 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 builds our faith, you know. Yeah. Um because it's natural to want to question it, you know. Um it it does seem you know, especially as a new Christian it's confusing, you know. Yeah. Uh, to a certain degree, we can understand it. We can come to an understanding of it um, because all these parts that we're reading prove it. You know, it proves it out to yeah. us. Yeah. And and I think the big thing too is it's all on faith. And to prove that we have faith in God, we work. You know. Yeah. We work. We do the work. And the only way we can do the word correctly is to heed to the word of God. That's right. And, you know, one thing, to, another thing to point out, too, is, David, you're a long ways away from us right now. Yeah. And you go to worship God. And it's no different than what we do here in Blackfoot. That's right. You know, because we all have been able to understand through his word to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, we all uh, get assemble ourselves together on the first day of the week. You know, well, why do we do that? Well, it's in the Bible. There's an example of it. Uh, we all sing songs and hymns um, to in our worship, you know? Yeah. Uh, we pray. We teach. We we remember uh uh, Jesus's um, death, burial, and resurrection on the Lord's Supper, as we have been commanded. And guess what? It happens the same here as it does in Florida, in New York, in South Carolina, in the Philippines, uh, you know, South America, all over the world, right? Yeah. Christians assemble and do the same thing. Why? Well, it's simple because it's it's written down for us, and we all show our faith by our actions in our worship to him that's right you know it's it's amazing it, it, and and when you stand back and think about it we're all in awe at how god put this together for us yeah and that is how we are sanctified through his word yep is through our actions and everything and that goes back to john 17 17 he says, sanctify yeah. them by your truth. These are the words of Christ. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. This is how we are sanctified. Yeah. It's through his, his word. His word is what gives us hope of eternal life. And that's what we're all striving to 
receive his eternal life with the Father forever. Yeah. And how beautiful is that is that thought of being yeah. able to be with the Father forever, having no end with the perfect loving Father and his Son. Yeah, absolutely. And John 8:32 as well is a good one. He says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's exactly what we're talking about. His truth will make us free. Free from what? Free from the bondage of sin. You know, when you look at Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us has sinned. Every one of us are not worthy of eternal life. We have yeah. all lost that fight. And then when you look at Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of that sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Yeah. Only through Christ do we receive this hope. And, and you know, when you look at John 1.1, 1, 1, Christ is referred as the word. He is the oh, yeah. word of God. And so, mm -hmm. again, through Christ, through his word, studying it and meditating upon it, so you shall know the truth. That's the only way to know the truth is to meditate upon it. And the truth will make you free. Free from the bondage of sin. Blessed with eternal life with the Lord. And only. I'm trying to, oh, good. No, I was going to go ahead. Well, I'm trying to think of a verse um, and you, you can probably help me. But I'm reminded of where where it reads that. Um, these things are written many other things were written or many other uh, words christ spoke but there's not enough um if you used the ocean for ink um you and and the all the trees for paper you'd run out you know if we if all of the things that christ spoke and taught were written down but yeah. these are written so that you may understand that's right. And that's in John either 20 or, or yeah, John chapter 20, verse 30 and following. It says, but truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written go. in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Yeah. And oh, man, what a what a powerful thing. Thank goodness uh, there's not more to, to have to learn. You know, yeah. we're given just enough that we as humans are capable of learning and understanding. Um, yeah. We're given just enough to be sufficient. That's right. Um, and they were given to us. This was written so that we may understand and, and believe that Jesus is the son of God is the yeah. Christ, the son of God. And then believing, having um, life in his name, you know, 
And of course, there's action there too. There's an action item. We have to do something. Okay. Um, we we can't just receive it and say, like you said earlier, I believe that in Christ, so I'm saved, you know. No, yeah. there's there's something you have to continue to do. It's a way of life. Okay. It's it's a way the way you live your life every day is yeah. how you know you receive those blessings by your actions. And so many people want to dig into the silence of scripture and they, they want to add to it or take away from it because they have questions that they want to know, you know, and it, in John um, 21 verse 25, I think this is going on to what you were saying as well. It says there are many, or there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Yeah. Amen. And yeah. that's how he ends John. There were so many other things that he did. But then going back to John 20, verse 31, but these were written so that you may know and believe. Yeah. You know, and it's not our place to dig into the silence of scripture. Mm -hmm. The silence belongs to the Lord. Yeah. And so, you know, that's where a lot of people get themselves in trouble. Well, what about life on other planets? For example, <laughs> yeah, we don't need to know that, you know, every the Bible doesn't hold every question that you may have. But what it does have is everything you need to get to heaven. And again, that's why we meditate upon it and, and stay away from. Our our desire to perhaps dig into the silence yeah. because another thing about that is when people dig into the silence, they all come up with different conclusions about that, that silence, you know, and that's yeah. where like, for example, revelation, people dig into revelation and, and rip it all out of context. But then every one of them has a different conclusion from, from taking it out of context. And that's because, it's silent, you know, yeah. or in Revelation, it's it's written figuratively and people take it literal. Mm -hmm. it, it's not meant to take it literal, you know. No. And so there, no. there's, a, there's a bunch of different ways that you can hurt yourself. But what you need to do is just be grounded in the truth and go back to the word of God. If the, If there's no answer for it, then you don't need to know it. You know, that answer will not help you get to heaven. So the Bible and everything that is contained in the Bible will get you to heaven. So just focus on his word. And that's that's what we're designed to do. And again, it goes back to meditation. That's mm -hmm. why we meditate in it. And that's why we continue to to dig into the dig into the truth. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's interesting 
Um, like there's no no errors, no flaws, nothing in the Bible. And even archaeologists, like archaeologists use the Bible a lot to prove yeah. things, you know, um, to prove events and timelines and things like that. It's really interesting because uh they're you know they're able to use the Bible to to understand, you know, when they're excavating and digging and, and that kind of thing, looking at the times. Um and it just yeah. proves more to us that this happened, you know? That's right. And you know, another thing that's interesting is who God chose to write the Bible. Yeah. You know, and of, oh, of course, oh, that's another not, thing. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at, for example, Matthew, he was a tax collector. Mm -hmm. He was, as a tax collector, tax collectors were known to be heathens. Because mm -hmm. as they would go around and collect taxes, they would essentially charge you more and take a cut for themselves. Like, they had the um, reputation of doing that. So no one liked the tax collectors. They were sinners. Yeah. But Matthew was chosen to write the book of Matthew. You know, and then you have fishermen and shepherds mm -hmm. and physicians and it's funny you, you say that because i was going to bring this up earlier and we got talking about something else but um today i got an email from a guy and he's wanting us to look at a job and i read the email and i was like man you you know english wasn't your strong point was it you know i'm thinking in my mind and and you know of course i you know i'm working at a construction trade Sometimes it's hard for us welders to write stuff down, you know, and uh, it's just not our strong point. We're better off building something or fabricating something or reading a tape measure, you know, or doing, doing, you know, taking measurements. Um, we're better at that. Okay. But God used folks like me and, and you, you know, everyone's got their different strengths, but Jesus, you know, yeah. A fisherman, how well did a fisherman, you know, was he a scholar? no <laughs> he's a fisherman you know yeah um and so he used people that like you said that that that, that didn't really have the writing skills i know people that can write and oh my goodness they are so good at it you know they they can write to where you can understand the story and you're like man this was written very well as you read it you understand well he didn't use people like that he used Everyday Joes, you know, I might call them. Yeah. And that's who wrote the Bible. <laughs> and, and then that goes back to these average people and what would what would generally be known as heathens, like Matthew, a tax collector. Sure. And they wrote the Bible and didn't contradict themselves. They yeah. came from every different background mm -hmm. you know for example you take a a, a bible or a a, uh, a book scholar you know where they're they're um what am i trying to get at apparently i'm not one of them but their speech yeah. they have a lot of their vocabulary is oh sure their vocabulary they can they can um you know they can they can talk they can write 
Yeah. You know, they're just really good at it and it comes naturally to them. That's right. And then you take me who clearly, as I can't even bring it out, I'm not good <laughs> with my, I'm not good well, at books and all that stuff. Take yeah. the two of us. Sure. There's no way we're not going to contradict each other if we try to write something. Oh, yeah. Try to, try to write it at different times, at different places, and try to make it intersect with one another. Mm. There's no way. Yeah. So, again, it just proves that the Word of God is indeed from God. It is the well, Word of God. It's inspired. Not, it's you know, inspired. We say it's inspired. It's the inspired Word of God. That's right. These men and, wrote it, but they're not writing their own think so no, because their own think so would contradict God. all over the place. Mm -hmm. They were inspired by God. That's and right. They wrote it. Yeah, that's a very good point, and I think that's that's a good place to stop, Chad, because I know that you gotta yeah. you gotta yeah, get we're, ready. <laughs> we're close, uh, uh, pretty close to an hour, anyways. But yeah, um, certainly some good thoughts for us to to think on um this week as we go through the week you know and we can build our faith on it we can strengthen ourselves knowing that that these words came from god and not just you know some man uh, uh you know a, a fisherman <laughs> you yeah. know or or a, a tax collector or a tent maker paul was a tent maker that's right you, you know by trade and um and and so yeah, that these words came from the Almighty, and we can we can put our faith in that. And so yeah, that's that's a good place to stop, I think, David. So I I've really enjoyed it. So always, uh, we'll we'll do the same thing. Hopefully next week we'll have to see how the week goes and see if we can um, get it done. So uh, next week we'll be looking forward to having another study with you. Thank you, everyone. Okay, thanks.